All right, welcome into a little special That Betting Show World Cup preview. No live show this week on 610 due to K-State basketball. So we wanted to focus in on the World Cup, which begins next week in Qatar. And uh, nobody better to bring on than, of course, Rob Brennan, host of the Nutmeg podcast here at 610 Sports Radio, uh, the 435 Podcast Network. You guys, of course, hear him from 2 to 6 as a producer of The Drive with Carrington right here on 610 Sports Radio. You, you are known as the soccer guy at the station, so... Uh, I, I wanted to talk to you in general, like how pumped are you for the World Cup? I am. It, it's a weird cup because obviously it's November and these usually are June, July events. But so, ex, you know, excitement's a little bit tampered down because it's just so weird and different. But and all the stuff surrounding Qatar, Qatar, however you say it, with human rights and all those things. It's just there's a lot of weirdness in the air. But I think for the actual matches to start and Sunday and we actually get soccer on the field. I'm very excited for the actual matches, but there's so much weirdness around the tournament that it's hard to totally buy in right now. Yeah, you you mentioned the non-summertime World Cup. I mean, that that was interesting too because there's you, you tell me if I'm wrong. There's English teams that are in the middle of their season, right? Whereas then you have some other uh, continents, frankly, and therefore countries that maybe are a little bit better prepared. They're not they're not as beat up. So. Usually the cup is in the summer and generally speaking, most of the big countries in the world play on the winter schedule. So imagine like, imagine the NFL is their start and they end in May. So it's like a giant season. You play 30 some odd matches. Well, this year, because in November they had to go on a world cup break. So it is a disadvantage a little bit for these countries because players are beat up. I mean, injuries are part of the game in soccer. same as any other sport, like France, for an example, they're defending champions. They have one of their better midfielders, a guy named N'Golo Conte. He got hurt at Chelsea. He's out for the next three to four weeks. He's out for the World Cup now. Usually there's a little bit of rest time, a little recoup time, and then it's go time for the World Cup. The middle of the season affects things dramatically. So in theory, the U.S. might have an advantage because they're a country that plays on the summer schedule. But also, you know, a lot of the big-time talent and depth of talent are at those countries that are filing injuries. So looking at the U.S. in particular, that we can get bigger picture with a country like France, for example, and, and who do you like overall to win this World Cup? The U.S. is in Group B. We know that's England, Wales, and Iran. Your, your feelings on, on this group? I mean, how difficult is this? I'm looking at on FanDuel, USA's plus 550. They have the second best odds along with Wales uh, to win the group and England the considerable favorite. I would think the U.S. and Wales are in very similar settings to get out of the group. I don't think either team is going to win the group. Now, weird things happen in the World Cup the same way weird things happen in the NCAA tournament. You know, in this small sample size, a couple bad breaks, and suddenly things change. Look at last year, the 2018 World Cup. Germany, the defending champions, didn't make it out of the group. So weird things happen, but England is this behemoth. So for the United States, I think getting out of the group is a huge deal. I think their odds to get out of the group are like plus 270 or something of that nature. Much better bets. I don't think they can actually win the group. But them and Wales are on even footing. I think on the field, Iran is actually similar to the U.S. They're defensive. They, they know what they're doing. They wouldn't shock me to make a run out of the group in this tournament. However, there's a lot of political strife in Iran, which is affecting the on-the-field product. So we're just going to assume that that has an impact. But as far as on the field, I think the group is tougher than people think on the surface. But having said that, I think the U.S. should get out of the group. And I have mentioned Wales. I have some numbers for you. I had Paul Carr on my podcast. He's going to yeah, be doing, yeah. doing game notes for Fox. So Wales and U.S. are going to be battling for that get out of the group spot. They are the first match for the United States World Cup, Monday the 21st. Wales, 1 o'clock Central Time. For teams that win their first game in the group, 84% of those teams advance to the knockout stage. 
if you play to a draw in your first game, 59% of those teams advance to the knockout round. If you lose game one, only 11% of teams make it out of group play after taking an L in game one. So you look at Wales, the United States, very similar teams. Vegas feels that way too. That first game where those two play is of the utmost importance to get out of the group. Yeah, we're talking to Rob Britton of the Nutmeg Podcast getting ready for the World Cup. That, that match against Wales, as you pointed out, so the U.S. is plus 175 uh, to win that match, but so, so is Wales. It speaks to just how, how close these two teams are, and, and a tie is plus 200. I guess that's also something important to know. There's a lot of people maybe listening that they're used to betting on the NFL. They're used to betting on, fo- on, on American football, right? And when you're betting on soccer, there's three outcomes, you know, so there's, you know, it's, it's not as simple as, oh, just go money line for an NFL team or whatever it may be or the spread. You're, you're betting who's going to win or do you think there's a draw? So that's why it's a little bit different. And something people have to watch, you can speak to this better than I can, is these wagers, unless it says otherwise, it is for the first 90 minutes of the match. It does not include if somehow it goes in 90 minutes plus injury time. It does not include uh, shootout or anything like that. Correct. So for the group stage, you can have the draw. And it's a good point because if you're an NFL better or even a casual, you know, NBA, NCAA basketball better, there's always a winner. There's three outcomes in group play because you can't have draws. And you mentioned the Wales game. The, you know, the best money is, you know, the biggest payout is with the draw. I'll be interested to see how that game pays out. But you're, when you get the knockout stage, it's 90 minutes of soccer, then 30 minutes of, of added time, then it gets the penalty kicks. And if I recall – and I might have to double check this after it gets to penalty kicks, that's when the bet dies. So like if you bet, let's say the U S makes out of the knockout stage to the knockout stage, just as an example, and they take on Senegal or the Netherlands or something of that nature. Then if they play to 120 minutes and it's penalty kicks time and it plays to a draw and you bet them to win, it doesn't matter. It's penalty right. kicks now. It is not a winning bet anymore. So you are betting on, as far as they're still playing on the field, penalty kicks is the only thing. If they go into added time and they lose in 120 minutes, similar to how they did to Belgium in 2014, you still lose your bet. But once penalty kicks happen, everyone's a loser except for Vegas. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, if, for example, if you're betting on FanDuel, it specifically will tell you at the top of the app that wagers are based on 90 minutes plus any injury time only. So extra time, penalty shootouts do not Count, yeah, that's really important to know for people thinking about maybe betting on soccer for some for the first time, certainly first legal time uh, in the state of Kansas. Real quick on this group, so there, there's a ton of betting options that you can do for every group, and we're focused on Group B right now. Uh, and we mentioned kind of the the odds to just qualify out, meaning get you know kind of the runner up. And the U.S. is minus 105 just to get out of the group. Uh, Iran is plus 300. What's interesting to me is the if I were to ask you what 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 bet would you make of these if I said hey. This is the exact order because you can bet on the exact order of finish in Group B. Uh, what, what would you put down? The favorite, of course, is England one, USA two, Wales third, and then Iran fourth. Is, is that what you would like, or do you think there's a chance we see a little bit different finish? It see, it's. I mean, this is where it's like all sports. Like you compare the NCAA tournament a lot. Like you feel like it's a chalky group, and that is the best bet: England, USA, Wales, Iran. But. Iran to me is a giant wild card. As I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of political strife. We don't have to get all of the political stuff with Iran, but yeah. some of that political strife has found their way into the team because the country has told the coach not to play certain players because they came out in support of the protests in Iran, and those are their best two players. So will the coach cave to the government, or will he say, no, I'm trying to win the World Cup? A question we can't answer right now because we haven't seen them on the field. But when, as far as them on the field, them finishing third wouldn't stun me. They're a very strong defensive team, 
And in group play, if you can play to draws and not give up goals, your goal differential doesn't get out of whack. You get some points. You find yourself in a make-or-break game three, anything can happen. But it's just hard for me to understand what Iran's going to be because I don't know what they're going to be because there's a lot of political drama. So my hunch is to take England, USA, Wales, Iran. But as we learn more about Iran before the game start, it wouldn't shock me if they jump Wales. Yeah, I believe it's around plus 430 for that exact order of finish that you laid out there. And then, of course, there, there's some other alternative scenarios that that can get you some better odds if you think somehow USA or Wales can can shock everybody and, and find a way to, to come out of Group B as the winner of the group. Let's look big picture here, though, as we're, we're talking World Cup. It's that betting show World Cup preview with us not having a normal show on, on 610 this week. I got Rob Brenton helping me out. Uh, great soccer knowledge from the Nutmeg podcast. Also, you guys hear him, of course, on 610 with uh, The Drive. World Cup 2022 winner. Brazil's the favorite at plus 320, Argentina plus 550, Spain plus 750, France plus 750. Those are the, the four best odds to win the World Cup. Where, where are you leaning here, and what should we know about Brazil? Favorite for a reason, or do you think they're overvalued? I think Brazil is understandably the betting favorite. I wouldn't be, I'm not picking them to win, and it's not just the betting element. I don't think they're going to win the World Cup. I think a Neymar, who's their big star, seems to always fold in the biggest moment. He's still young, relatively, but I think he will fold in the biggest moment. But they have the largest depth of talent. And in the 2014 World Cup, that was when they had this. They call every time there's a group of young players coming up together, they call it the golden generation. Brazil's golden generation got its first cup experience at home in 2014. They came up a little short. They then disappointed in 2018. So now the thought is they'll bounce back. Huge depth of talent. I understand why they're the favorite. Me, personally, I'm picking Argentina to win the World Cup, which I'm actually surprised at the second biggest betting favorite considering France the defending champs, Spain, and you had all these teams that England went to the near European final. All these teams were great in Europe. I'm surprised that Argentina slid in above them because this is probably not Argentina's most talented team, but I think it's the best team they've had as a collective unit. They went out and they won Copa America last time we had that because of COVID, they have, they have a really good team. I think Lionel Messi's one thing missing on his mantle is the World Cup. I'm surprised at the second best betting odds, to be honest with you, but I would take Argentina to win the World Cup. What about further down? If I were to say, hey, give me, give me someone maybe 10 to 1 or, or, or worse in terms of value, because I, I really look at Portugal at, at 15 to 1. I think they're intriguing as a team maybe to go, and a country, I should say, to go in – and win this thing and maybe an opportunity where if they do advance to a, a semifinal, you're able to hedge. Uh, if they, let's say, have to go up against Argentina in a semifinal, well, then you can hedge on Argentina a little bit. I, I like Portugal at 15 to one. I, I like Portugal. I have a little bit of concern. The fact their best player is having a big melodrama with his club yeah. team. And, yeah. you know, on his way out the door to the world cup, basically had an interview and was like, screw you guys. See you later. I don't know how much impact that has on the cup for a team that's better than, you know, 10 to one to win. I like the Netherlands and I want this caveat out there with these long shots, these dark horses. A lot of people get hung up on the bracket and they think, Oh, well, this guy, this team is a long shot, but they'll make it out of the group, which means they'll plot in and take on group. Da, da, da. They'll do all the thing. They'll run a bracket like the NCAA tournament. We don't know what anyone's route will look like. So when you're taking a long shot, just think about a team that's talented, has good odds and can make it out of the group. Those are the things you got to look at. Netherlands has a very favorable group. They're in group a with, Qatar, Ecuador, and Senegal. So it's a favorable group. And if you get out of that, they should match up with Group B. 
If they win their group, that's team two in Group B, which will probably be the United States. And as much as I love U.S. soccer, that game is probably favored for Netherlands. And then, like I said, once again, the knockout round, anything can happen. So as a better than 10 to 1 odds, I like the Netherlands. I don't dislike your Portugal pick. I just like the Dutch, who haven't been in the World Cup in a while, to come back and make some noise. The golden boot, most goals here in, in, in the World Cup. Harry Kane of England, plus 750. Uh, is, is he just the no-brainer here, or, or what do you think – uh, the chances are of someone winning the golden boot and, and looking at the odds there. I am not surprised Harry Kane is the best odds. He's in good form at his club level, and he's in a favorable group. I mentioned England earlier with the United States. So to win the golden boot, you got to make a little bit of a run. The group is favorable there. And like I said, Group B and Group A match up. So if they win Group B, they're probably matched up with Ecuador. So now you're looking at a round of eight. That's how you get some goals. Personally, I hate Harry Kane. He's on my least favorite club team in the world. <laughs> So I wouldn't bet on him even if he was the longest shot. The guy told – I actually told the boss this today on who to bet on, excuse me, for the uh, golden boot was Neymar. Because I was surprised that Neymar is at plus 1,200. Neymar is an elite player. He's one of the best players in the world. He's a goal scorer, and he's on the betting favorite in Brazil. I don't think Brazil can win the World Cup, but I don't think they're going out in group play. They're going to make a run, and if they're going to make a run, it's going to be on this – power of their best player so to get Neymar at plus 1200 seems like great value especially for a guy I think can win the World Cup I also think Messi's good value at plus 1100 although he's so much name cachet you were at the age but I wouldn't bet Harry Kane I also wouldn't bet Mbappe Neymar and Messi who have the third and fourth best odds those are the guys I'd keep an eye on only because I mentioned Portugal for like a, a value play to win the World Cup I feel like if I'm going to put any bit of money which I have now on Portugal. I feel like I got to sprinkle something on Ronaldo at 19 to one though. I mean, if you're going to buy into the Portugal bandwagon, which it seems like you are as a long shot, they're going to have to do it on the strength of Cristiano Ronaldo. And one thing about these golden boots is that a lot of times these goals are scored from PKs and set pieces. It's not just through the run of play. And if there's one thing we know about Ronaldo, it's one, he loves to show off his legs. And two, it's that he will score in set pieces. And if there's a lot of set pieces, he gets a chance. He's not bad odds. If you think Portugal can make a run, it's not a bad idea to bet on Ronaldo. The only problem would be he is not in great form because he's been watching the games from United from the bench. All right, lastly, I know I asked you value plays, but just what's your favorite bet of the entire World Cup, whether it's Golden Boot, whether it's just a certain country to, to be knocked out in the, the round of 16, uh, whether it's a team to even surprise people and win their opening match. Do you have just your favorite bet to give to everybody here for the World Cup? Honestly, my favorite bet, and it's a very homer pick, is I would bet the United States to win the group. I don't think they are going to win the group, and I'm not saying put your mortgage on this, but at plus 550, weird things happen in the World Cup. If you get that first win, the United States has enough talent. They have guys who play overseas. I think they will lose to England, but if you get a point or three against Wales and you steal a game against England, you might win the group of four or five points. That's still winning the group, and to get a team that has – multiple EPL stars, multiple stars in Europe, and a soft group at plus 550, I think you have to take a shot at it. It's a fun dart throw. Let's see what happens. But I see, assume everyone listening to this podcast is going to be cheering for the United States. Might as well cheer a little bit harder for them to win the group. Plus 550 is a good, a good number for me. Great timing for uh, legalized sports wagering in the Kansas City area, just in time for the World Cup to take place. I guess that's the other benefit that maybe, uh, yeah, it sucks the World Cup wasn't this summer 
but now we actually get a bet on it here versus not having uh, to, to wait just until 2026. He's Rob Bredden. Be sure to listen to him on his Nutmeg podcast as well. As you pointed out, you've had some great guests on there, again, set for the World Cup as well. Appreciate it, man. No problem. All right, that's that betting show, a little World Cup preview. We'll be back in a couple Thursdays with a live show from 7 to 8 on 610 Sports Radio.